Hey guys, I uh, just wanted to uh, apologize before the episode gets going. We had some slight audio problems during the recording, so there's this uh, buzzing noise throughout the whole uh, recording. Uh, I do apologize for that. I feel like what we discussed on the show was still worth putting out, so uh, the show is going out. And if that is a problem with you guys, we'll catch you next week when we review uh, Alice Through the Looking Glass and X-Men Apocalypse. So on with the show. Coming to you guys from Somerset, New Richmond, Wisconsin, this is Filmology. I am one of the co-hosts of the show, Johnny G, and today I am joined with... Nick Weninger and the Average Man Review. Tyler, I should probably get a cool nickname. I'm Andy. I have nothing special about me. I'm useless. Very useless. But he's not dead to us this week, so that's all good. I was dead the last two weeks. I was living in a cave because Nick told me I was dead, so I was so depressed that Nick didn't love me anymore, I had to just go and crawl in a cave and die. And, and because you, you were have. in that cave, you didn't get to see any of this week's movies. That's exactly why. So I'm just here to be pretty, even though you can't see me. Thank God. He's quite pretty. A couple of things. Not really... as pretty as you, big guy. Aww. Couple of things really quick. Uh, we're gonna go over the news stories. We're gonna be reviewing today. What are we reviewing today? Uh, Neighbors two and the nice guys. Megan's gonna be joining me later for a review of Sing Street, so we'll get to that as well. Top five. Uh, all right, a uh, top five is going to be top five buddy cop movies. Is that what we decided yes. on? Buddy but cop duos. Buddy cop duos. Yes. I all think right. buddy cop movies is fine, but I have the uh, actual like. Partners listed. Oh, yeah, okay, I have, movies, the, I have so. the partners in movies, so yeah, I'm, I'm I have, good. As long as it's somewhere in that range. Um, also, I just want to mention really quick: uh, we are doing a we contest on the well. show. If you like the Filmology Facebook page, you're going to be given entered in for a chance to win a paperback copy of uh, Ca- uh, Captain America: Civil War and two Pop Funkos because I love Pop Funkos. Uh, you'll get the. Can I enter? Yeah, you no, can enter, but you can't win. Too. I'm sorry, you guys can't win. Tiffany, Tiffany could win. All right, okay. Tiffany's so Tiffany's your enter. Molly can be your enter, and Eva can be. <laughs> and you're gonna give me the pop funkos. All right, so two pop funkos. Uh, you get a pop funko of Captain America and Iron Man. So you get both sides of that, and of course the Mark Miller written trade, uh, fantastic comic. Also, shortly we will be having an Ask FM page that I decided to put up. So if you want to ask some questions to the Filmology crew, we'll answer them in a Q and A form. That scares me a little bit, but okay. And Jonathan, I will be drunk when I'm answering them. (laughs) All right, let's just move into the review. We're going to start off with the review of Sing Street. So here is Megan and I taking a look at the latest indie drama, Sing Street. Look at our accounts and... We're taking you out of school. We're not taking you out of school. We're transferring you. You'll be new then. What's your name? Connor Lawler. Shut up! We have a black shoe policy here, Mr. Lawler. They're brown, they're quite sensible. They're not black. Who knows what this new prison will do for you? This is your time. You see, it's beautiful. How come you're not in school? I'm a model. Cool. Do you want to be in a video for my band? See, so if you're in a band, sing me a song. Take on me. We need to form a band. A boy growing up in Dublin during the 1980s escapes his strained family life by starting a band to impress the mysterious girl he likes. That is the very brief synopsis for the latest John Carney film, uh, Sing Street. 
For those of you who don't know, John Carney also directed and wrote the indie drama Once that came out, I believe, in 2007, and the uh, Karen Knightley and Mark Ruffalo starring Begin Again, which uh, kind of, I mean, all of his films deal with music. And for those of you who don't know, I normally claim I'm not a music fan. Like, if you ever see me out and about with headphones, I'm always listening to soundtracks. It's just kind of more of my my thing, which is still, of course, music, but it's not it's not something that the general public would consider, you know, music or high uh, standards. They'd rather go listen to their Justin Bieber or Taylor Swift or what have you. And I really don't care for that kind of stuff. But the music in the John Carney film, even going back to once with Falling Slowly, it's in, in this film, every song, it hits those emotional beats perfectly well. It's. It's not what I would call a musical. A musical is something that kind of stops the plot to have a song. This is a movie with music in it. Slight difference, but it's one of those movies that can still function without the music there, but the music is still incredibly important. It's telling you character beats. It's telling you just what's going on in these characters' heads which is so fascinating to me. I'm always one of those people who loves the things that make people intimate with one another, the things that just draw people together to have these connections, to just wonder why it is we do the things we do. Just having that innocence that you could possibly have at such a young age of, like, he's 13, I believe, in this film. Maybe not 13. He's, uh, 16. He's probably 16 years old in this film. And it's just... I mean, <laughs> We've all been there. I, I mean, some of us, we, uh, we've all said stupid things to impress a girl. In the case of this movie, Cosmo says, Hey, would you like to join my band? When he hasn't even started a band, he hasn't even thought about getting in a band until he sees that girl and says, You know what? This is what I want to do with my life at this school that I hate so much. I'm being bullied. There's so much crap going on. But I want to have that silver lining. And to him, that silver lining is impressing the girl and just making her realize the greatness in him, which also in turn makes him realize that, hey, I'm actually a pretty good guy with a talent that I never would have thought of before. I, ho- I-, I hope that, let's say, if anyone out there finds their significant other or finds goals on a date, does anything like that. You want somebody like that who's going to bring out the best in you. Now, of course, they will always also bring out the worst in you, which does happen in this film. It, like any other John Carney film, this is very uh, melancholic. You just feel happy yet sad at the same time. It's, it's a really odd combination of things that he's able to pull off, which is why I love it so much. It's For me, I once again love those stories about intimacy, about relationships, and I just couldn't get enough of this film. It felt so relatable. The music was fantastic. Drive It Like You Stole It. I'm going to play a little bit of it here in a second. But I'm convinced that this song is going to win Best Song at the Oscars this coming year. I mean, any song from this movie could, but I think that this one in particular. Maybe it's just the way it's featured in the film, but it just made my heart so joyous. So I'm going to play a little bit of the song for you guys, and then I'll be back for some uh, closing thoughts. Stand. 
I, I do want to touch on one character who, one character, one actor who I normally don't think of in high praise. Jack Reiner. He was in the last Transformers movie, uh, not Revenge of the Fallen, uh, Age of Extinction. And m- most of the time I never consider anybody in a Michael Bay to be good. Uh, he played the boyfriend in that movie, and I remember not being too impressed with him. I've only seen that movie once, never gotten back. Uh, not being too impressed. But this movie shows that the guy can act. Now, maybe it's because John Carney is great at basically pulling out nobodies uh, for once and for this film, and just giving you that gut-wrenching, heartstring-pulling performances. This film doesn't have a bad performance, doesn't have a scene that's not needed. Everything works so perfectly. If you're a fan of music, if you're a fan of relationships, if you're a fan of people, if you're just in general a fan of cinema, this movie must be seen by you. I I can't say or sing or talk about any more like high praise for this film. It's a film that, it's it's a film that we can all relate to. And, and in a day where we have blockbuster after blockbuster, which, don't get me wrong, I enjoy, but I'm not relating to those films like I'm relating to this film. We need to support these films. We need to support these indie films that might just get released to tough 400 theaters and just might barely make their budget back. But they're such fantastic films. I hope you guys go out and see Sing Street. I hope you guys like the song I played. We're going to play a clip here, and then we're going to jump back into the news with everyone else. Honestly, guys, if I were you, I'd stop what you're doing right now, stop the podcast, go out and see Sing Street, directed by John Carney. That was bad, bad music, and there is nothing as bad in this world as bad music. You know, you can record overtakes. No. That was a novelty act. You want to have actual sexual intercourse, right? Yeah, well... What? The girl. It's all about the girl, isn't it? Yeah, the girl, yeah. And you're gonna use somebody else's art to get her? Are you kidding? We're just starting. We need to learn how to play. Do the Sex Pistols know how to play? You don't need to know how to play. Who are you, Steely Dan? You need to learn how not to play, Connor. That's the trick. That's rock and roll. And that takes practice. And you're not a covers band, by the way. Really? No. Every school has a covers band. Every pub has a covers band. Every wedding has a covers band. And every covers band has a middle-aged member who'll never know whether they could have made it in the music industry or not because they never had the balls to write a song for someone else. Rock and roll is a risk. You risk being ridiculed. But I don't know how to write a song. Close that door and sit down. Really? It's gonna be a long night. Of school in the morning. This is school. So starting off the news this week, um, my first topic is uh, the new installment of the Ghostbusters series um, with um, an all-female cl- uh, cast and then Chris Hemsworth. Um, Nick, what? Who are you going to call? I'm not going to call the Ghostbusters for this time. Oh. No, I'm not. Um, this, in my opinion, okay, so for those of you who have not seen the trailer, this trailer has the most dislikes out of any movie trailer in history, which says quite a lot. Sexism. Um, yeah. It could not be sexism. It's not because the movie looks bad. a little bit of sexism, we'll be honest here. For me, I don't, I, when I found out it was going to be an all-female cast, I was like, oh, that's a neat, like, re-adaptation of that Bill film. But then wasn't in it, and I died. <laughs> that's a part of you died inside, along with yeah. me. I get it. Fun fact for those of you who live in the Minnesota area, Bill Murray is a part owner of the St. Paul, Paul Saints. Saints. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes if you go to a game, you can catch him selling some tickets. I want to catch That is him. very cool. So, yeah, that movie, I'm really not looking forward to 
it. I think the CGI looks both ridiculous and super cheesy. I just don't even think it'll be entertaining. I mean, usually in a trailer, they show you like the best parts and like the funniest parts, like the best jokes. And I don't laugh once in the trailer. Um, so I feel like the whole movie is just going to be a big old suck fest. I didn't I'm just laugh. not looking forward to it. Not even once. I'm not looking forward see, to it. I, That's just my opinion. But we'll have to see and wait until it comes. I mean, even though I don't think I'm going to enjoy it, I'm obviously still going to see it. Obviously. But I just don't think I'm going to enjoy it. I mean, I would love for the movie to prove me wrong, but I just sadly don't see it happening. Well, see, they've released a second trailer since the first trailer. That was and the, the second one liked. looked worst. The, the second one I thought was, you know, somewhat entertaining. I, I chuckled a bit and I don't often just laugh out loud at movie trailers. But I like I I put my faith in Paul Feig and Melissa McCarthy. And uh, what's your what, I what's agree your with face? Nick. We didn't ask you yet. It's not your turn. It's really not. I agree with Nick. I, I Thanks, think it'll Andy. be fine. Paul Feig and Melissa McCarthy have not put out a bad comedy lately. And I don't think they will with Ghostbusters. I think there's just too many people hating because of nostalgia of the original and they want to hate it because they love the original and they don't really want to give it a chance. And that's my opinion. We're not going to call Ghostbusters. Any. I sorry. agree with Nick. Jonathan, you? Overall, no comment. I haven't watched the trailer. I don't she watch them. Yeah, I don't watch trailers. Uh, overall, I guess I agree with Tyler on this one. Uh, only b- because, like, let's look at the Hobbit movies that came out. You had all the Peter Jackson fans who love those Lord of the Rings movies. It went on IMDb and rated them 10. 10, 10. So those are at, like, an 8 point something right now on IMDb. When they don't deserve to be. And so you have all the original fans of the Ghostbuster film. Uh, I'm saying the first one, not the second one. Who are going on to YouTube and just hitting that dislike button because it's not that original cast. I mean, maybe the trailer does look that terrible. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I just get a gut feeling that Ghostbusters fans are a little crazy. Sounds reasonable. I'll go with my new story. Um, Huge Michael Keaton fan over here, and he's currently in talks to be in Spider-Man Homecoming as possibly a villain. Um, There are rumors going around that it might be the Vulture, but it's not set yet. I mean, the Birdman was kind of like, yeah. (laughs) Birdman. I hope it is Vulture because I think Michael Keaton could have a little fun with being Birdman. Birdman and the Vulture. He would just caca a bunch. <laughs> Honestly, Michael Keaton can't do no can do no wrong for me. He is so great, and if he disappoints me, I will literally actually live in a cave. Is this the Michael Keaton that was in uh, that Jack Frost movie? Hey, that movie's great. Don't you no, bash that's, that movie? That's a heartwarming movie from my childhood. Do not. Oh, no, no, I, I, I mean, I have fond memories of the movie. It's probably terrible, but I still hey, own it on hey, VHS. Hey. 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 Okay, fine. <laughs> All right, Jonathan, um, what do you think about Michael Keaton possibly being in Spider-Man Homecoming? Um, at first it was a rumor, and then... He's in talks. Uh, well, uh, he was in talks like a month ago, and then it came out and said, no, he wasn't going to be in it. A lot of it had to do with pay, and a lot, I think it has to do with the fact that Robert Downey Jr. signed on. Ever since that uh, that happened, he's been in more serious talks to be in the movie. I'm kind of hoping that's the case. I mean, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. I wasn't here to talk about the movie uh, last week, but huge uh, Captain America fan. I'm incredibly excited to see what they do with this movie. Uh, Vulture is a little iffy now that you have Falcon, I think, in that universe, because Big Whoop, he's a suit, he can fly. I don't know. Um, I'm excited to see him in the universe, at least. So we'll go with that. Nick, what is your opinion? I love Michael Keaton. Uh, Birdman is 
my first or second favorite movie of all time, largely due to Michael Keaton's performance so in the movie. Good. Um, and then I'm really looking forward to Michael Keaton as the founder, uh, the movie about McDonald's um, coming out. What? Um, it'll be super good. It looks incredible. Michael Keaton's in it, so yeah. it'll be gold. It, it, the it, founder, it, my number two most anticipated movie of the summer. I'm pumped. Is it going to make me want a Big Mac? Mm, Tyler, if something makes maybe. you want a Big Mac, you should go on a detox. <laughs> Probably. Big Macs are gross. Tyler, uh, would you like to go with your news story? Oh, I will totally go because one of my favorite movies of all time is finally getting a sequel. So as of very recently, they announced that Trainspotting 2 just started filming a few days ago and is anticipated with a January 2017 release. That might seem like a pretty short turnaround, but the original Trainspotting, I think, only took less than a month to film. And so being able to put out a sequel within essentially, what, seven or eight months, I think is pretty pretty realistic and they have the entire cast returning with uh, the original director Danny Boyle and writer of John Hodges and this group has worked together on Danny Boyle's first film Shallow Grave along with the first Train Spotting and uh, Trance which came out I believe in 2014 or 2015 with James McAvoy and I loved that movie as well and I am super excited to see, to see what they do they have the entire original cast and most of the cast has said that the script is even better than the original so I am super excited to see what they do I haven't seen Danny Boy must anything up lately, so I am very hopeful for Train Spotting 2. Or ever. Well, he's he's had a few that are kind of low rated, but like lately, you know, he's they been doing, fun. doing pretty good. I haven't seen the beach yet, but the beach has a kind of low rating. Oh, I haven't seen that either. I yeah, but like Slumdog Millionaire, Trans, 127 Hours, Train Spotting, Shallow Grave. There's, you know, plenty to love. Oh, and Steve Jobs. Don't let me forget Steve Jobs. I love Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs is trash and uh the whole movie is garbage. God. I actually love that movie. Don't listen you, to you me. Better. You better. I, I'm just a troll. I know you're a troll. You're a dirty, hairy troll sitting in on a microphone. I'm, a <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually really excited for Train Spotting 2 as well. I remember um, you trying to get me to watch it so hard for like six months, and I wouldn't do it because it made you so sad. Yeah, it did make me sad. I also don't know what the title of the movie is because it's Train Spotting 2. They're referring to it as T2, and the original title was supposed to be Porno based on the sequel to the oh, original novel. Yeah. The, the original novel written by Irving Welsh. The sequel was Porno. It was with the same characters. And you can't market a movie called you, that. You really can't. I see it. Honestly, also out of that movie. Fun, fun fact: the original novel *Train Spotting* has been the number one Scottish book, like book from Scotland, for the last like twenty-five to thirty years in a row. It's voted the best, so like that's you know well-known recognition. Uh, All right, and anyone John. else want to want to comment on? My favorite news of the year, film-wise. We're all excited. Of the year? Yeah, we're all Probably, really excited. Yeah. Transpotting's amazing. Yeah, we're all excited. Jonathan, I'm, I'm excited, you? but I'm not like... I... No, Jonathan, you're ecstatic. I, no, I'm really not. I, See, I, he's, I, at a, he's at a loss for words. That's how really, excited he is. Really, Jonathan, if, if you... I'm, I'm, I'm excited, but it's not like it's the best thing ever. I mean, it could be if Christmas came early. For ha have you ever had a beloved franchise that got resurrected 20 years later and you actually had hope that it would turn out good? Does Tron count as a franchise? No. 
Tron wasn't even yeah. good. Oh, the, the first one, like for visual effects, it's. I I great, like but... the new Tron. I'll be honest, but uh, yeah, that's that's my new story. Um, okay, my new story. Uh, there's a Booster Gold movie in the works, because I can't uh, stop talking about superhero movies. Superheroes, superheroes. Can we be the superhero podcast show? I think that could be a better name for I, what I we th- do. I think it might be after week. our um, <laughs> my love for superheroes. Um, it's gonna be a spinoff podcast. For those of you who don't know about Booster Gold, uh, he was a character created in the '80s. He's a character who is from the future. He gets a ring from like the Justice Society or something like that. <laughs> Legion lost. I haven't a clue. So many DC uh, groups, but he travels back in time and stops crimes that he knows uh, are going to happen, and he just stops them before they do. So he gets all the credit. He did a great job on the Flashpoint <laughs> or the Christ on Infinite Earths. I still have never read that. It's good. <laughs> Comic book zings that I can't follow, but I'm just going to watch anyway. Basically, he's a failure. He sucks at his job. Yeah, I think he's great. He's great at his job because of how much he messes up the timeline. The only just... important character in DC is Flash. Okay. Well, then, then you might be excited <laughs> because uh, the producer of the Flash TV show is producing the Booster Gold movie. So um, anyone who, who's a fan of the DCU television universe, it's fantastic. And hopefully... I watched the first couple seasons of The Arrow. Are the rest of them as good? Uh, I haven't watched the full season four. The first half that I watched was pretty good. It actually has a flash feel. They're trying to go for a lighter uh, comedic tone now, which, I mean... It fits It fits Screen Arrow better, but it doesn't fit the tone that they set for the show. Uh, I don't know. I doubt that they continued with that, because I know characters die at the end of season four, like a lot of characters. So, so having seen ha- like half an episode, is Legends of Tomorrow any good? I haven't watched it. I got a free poster of it, and I have not watched any of it. So thank you. Uh, okay, heard, well, thank you, CW23, for from... sending me that free poster, but I have yet to watch your show. Um. <laughs> Send him more stuff, and he might watch it. <laughs> By his love. Um. Also me. Send me more stuff than John. My, my name is Andy. I live at X XXX something drive Hudson, Wisconsin. Uh, all right, I, think I we're... do live at Triple X Hudson Drive <laughs> with Vin Diesel <laughs> Yee. and Ice Cube. The Rock stops by on occasion. <laughs> I think that's all we have to say for, for our film news today. We're going to move on. We're going to play the trailer for Neighbors 2 and then we're going to jump into our, our review. Frat party. Yeah, frat party, sorority party. Uh, all right, so here's the trailer for Neighbors 2. Uh, what are you doing? We don't hit joints in here. Your parties must suck. No, we don't throw parties here. In the United States, sororities are not allowed to throw parties in their own houses. Only frats can. This is a sexist, restrictive system. Workers are a sorority that can party the way that we want to. What's the name of our sorority? Kappa. Kappa Nu. Yeah. We are the first sorority that can party. Welcome to our sorority, Kappa Nu. When their new next door neighbors turn out to be a sorority even more debaucherous than their fraternity previously living there, Mac and Kelly team with their former enemy, Teddy, to bring down the girls. That is the synopsis. Is, is Teddy Zach Efron? Teddy is Zach Efron. Is he shirtless through the whole thing? No. For a good, eh, good like third of minutes, it. he is. Oh, that's dumb. He should have been through the whole thing. He's I would have seen it. He's leathered up in meat grease. I ain't even going to see it now. 
<laughs> Nude Zach Efron. 65% Zach Efron being almost 100% of the shirtless variety. 65% Zach Efron shirtless. If any movie, okay, <laughs> Hollywood. Andy's going to make one. Put Zach Efron in a movie. He'll, he'll be in Magic he'll be in 3 oh, or something. No, he'll be in he, Baywatch. He's in Baywatch movie. Yeah, I forgot. He'll be shirtless well, like gotta, the entire I movie. I got to see Baywatch because <laughs> that would be the most Zac ironic Efron's thing if he wore my, a shirt my man. through all of Baywatch. <laughs> Andy would be very sad. I don't feel comfortable in the water without a shirt on. <laughs> oh. I would actually love that. I'm very self-conscious <laughs> about this body. Zac was just like really self-conscious through the whole thing <laughs> and he was like they were like you got to you got to be shirtless it's Baywatch and he was like I can't. <laughs> My six-pack went down to a four-pack. I'm so embarrassed. All right, Nick, we're going to start you off. What were your thoughts on <laughs> Neighbors we'll, we'll 2 since Andy Zac did not see the movie? Neighbors 2. Okay. Um, enough, Andy. The first Neighbors, I loved. I saw it several times in theaters. I've owned the DVD. It's a great party movie. Great party movie for parties. It's just a really good comedy. Really well done. Really funny. Good writing. Good acting. And this movie just did not have that same feel and appeal to it. A large majority of the funny jokes that are in the trailer are the big punchlines in the movie. So throughout the movie, you feel yourself getting kind of bored. You kind of lose interest. On top of that, I thought the writing and directing just wasn't nearly as good. Editing and the pace of the movie felt off. I did not care about any of the sorority sisters. I did not feel emotionally connected to any of them like I did to the the frat guys in the first movie. It just did not feel the same basically the only there were a couple good parts uh, i mean there are some funny moments just not nearly enough for what it should have been to follow up and the driving force behind this movie is zach efron um teddy um he's kind of like the moral compass and driving force <laughs> behind the movie which is a big shock and it just gave me a kind of a puzzled look uh, but i saw it, the first one that don't sound right it, it i know but it, he is surprisingly true story yeah it, it was i don't know More i was movie. surprised by it but i mean zach efron actually did quite a good job in it did um, they did they leave their baby in the house alone again they did not but that was a joke in the movie that they did spoilers <laughs> tyler <laughs> what did you think the see the movie i don't know uh this movie i didn't go in with very high expectations to be honest i really do love the first movie like i i hate i typically hate party movies and party culture but uh you know neighbors the, the first neighbors was a very funny movie and i constantly am impressed by zach efron not just because of his his great looks but also just his comedic range and his body as i already I already, already said his body. So you said, you his, said his looks. His, his looks and body are different. fine. Fine. Looks and body are two separate entities. We'll classify those as such. Honestly, like I, I enjoyed this movie to a degree. Like there were there were some funny parts of the movie, but the, the whole movie, not to make a drug reference, felt kind of half baked in a way. Like they kept Ooh. bringing up like ideas and themes that they didn't fully develop all the way through. They keep regurgitating the same joke over and over. It's not just the jokes though. Like some of the themes of the movie, they're just not. Yeah. Yeah. They're not followed up on enough to actually have the necessarily necessary punch to it. Maybe it's because they want to make a movie that's actually entertaining that they can't take it too seriously. Like this isn't really a spoiler. It's early on, but like they do touch on like rape culture and sexism essentially, and how that applies to this. The idea of like male-dominated parties, and they bring it up. And the fact that they don't touch on it to enough of a degree throughout the movie is a little sad. Like they can't because of the fact that it's a comedy, but it's also it's an important 
important issue and they just don't spend enough time on it. Right. When they first brought it up, like I was, I'm like, Oh, good for them. Like they're going to deal with like a sensitive topic and a topic that should be discussed. Uh, so I felt like really happy and like proud that they were, you know, going to try and tackle that in a comedy. And then when they kind of backed off from it, I was like, so you bring it up just to drop it and not really discuss it. And you kind of make it even more of a joke almost just left me really confused and just disappointed. It's, it's a sad handling. And like, honestly, this movie, just picture being overall, like all, all the characters are still there. Zach, Zach Efron and Seth Rogen, Rose Brine, like they're all, they're all there. They're a tiny step down in terms of their writing and their characters in this movie. But the biggest loss of this movie is that the girl sorority is just not well developed. Like you can see, you can enjoy like in neighbors one, the male fraternity was Zach Efron and Dave Franco and McLovin or whatever his name, his actual name is. He's McLovin. He's he's just McLovin. But his name is Fogel, guys. Come on. Is it it Fogel? That's his name in the movie. I don't know his actual uh, name. (laughs) But no, like the the fraternity in Neighbors 1, there were a lot of interesting characters and they were fairly well developed where the sorority girls in this one, it's almost a huge crime against this movie, the fact that they bring up, you know, sexism and rape culture and don't develop their female characters enough. But uh, it happens and that's the biggest weakness is that you get some funny parts of the movie and some good acting and some good talent, but they just don't put enough effort into this movie. Let's go on to Jonathan, because I think Jonathan's... Well, hold up. I want to address a lie you told. A lie I told? Tyler said he doesn't like parties, but he's a huge party animal. Tyler does, like, keg stands every night. <laughs> every There's... every other night, Andy. Every... Oh, I'm sorry. He is just a huge party animal. He drinks way more than anyone at this table combined, <laughs> especially me. For oh. those of you listening, it is the opposite. I, I, I am staying up an hour past my bedtime, so I, that speaks enough for itself, I think. Sean, what did you think? All right, Tyler, a week ago you asked me if I liked any modern comedies that came out in the past Oh, did you did you go years. do some research and come back? I did some research. <laughs> I asked you this at work, didn't you I? You asked me he this He has a notebook. Oh. I have a notebook. He wrote it I wrote down some movies that I, uh, you, you made it specific. No indie movies could be on yeah, my list. No, no indie dramas that are also maybe tiny comedies. <laughs> Otherwise, my list would have been about 10 pages long. Too big. Um, two, yeah, two pages. Right now, uh, just going to go through some of the highlights. I have Kingsman, Trainwreck, Pitch Perfect 2. Kingsman's an action movie. Kingsman is an action comedy. I 100% agree with John. Kingsman's hilarious. Okay, I'll let him go through. Then I'll, then I'll refute some of his points. Uh, the Night Before, The Lego Movie, That Awkward Moment, The World's End, This Is The End, About Time, The Internship, Bad Words, 21 Jump Street, Seven Psychopaths, 50-50, Crazy Stupid Love, and finally The Muppets. Within the past five years, those all comedies that I have liked. About half of those, I don't think are, like, if you were to do, like, a ratio of comedy to some other film genre, they would not be more the than Martian 50% comedy. The Martian won best comedy. So... That's true, The Martian won best comedy. Yeah, it's, it's still a sci-fi movie. I, like, I, I understand where you're coming from, but, like, a movie like Neighbors, I can't really classify as any other genre It's a of smart movie. comedy. It's a smart comedy, but what I'm, no, I'm what I, what I was saying... A smart comedy. The first one, kind the of. The first one the is. First, oh, the first one was. No, I, I, the second one is not. Okay, look, I gave the first Neighbors when it came out. I gave it a rent it. Over time, I have come uh, to watch that movie more. I enjoy parts of that movie, but as a whole, I do not enjoy that movie. I will not go back and rewatch the whole thing. I'll rewatch scenes from it, which I guess is still uh, an accomplishment for the film. But I don't rewatch the whole thing. And it's a short movie. It's like an hour and a half. I don't. I don't watch the whole thing. Neighbors two. 
I think was just uh, nothing but a cash grab. It's nothing but a cash grab. Cash grab. It was. I hated this film. Like all of the thoughts that you, you guys said. Said the H word. Hate. You hate. I'm not it. supposed to say hate. Shame. I just. I hated this movie. Like you can easily tell the film was a lot of scenes were improv because there's a whole bunch of scenes which are cut together scenes. Uh, cut together. What am I trying to say here? They're, they did the scene multiple times and they cut together the best parts. Like the continuity doesn't flow. And for me, as a person who went to school for editing, that pisses me off like more than anything else when a film was poorly edited like this film was the pacing doesn't work the scenes within the scenes don't work that pisses me off like they should not be allowed to put a film that you're expected to pay for in theaters like that and even like uh talk about editing the first hunger games movie has a terrible scene when she volunteers and says i volunteer's tribute for her sister there's a cut that's just as, as bad as that and i called that film out. i'll call this film out for all of its crimes that it made as well and see i I, I can see where you're coming from. I don't disagree with you there. I, I just think that there's enough enjoyable in this movie in terms of the performances and the characters but you said that you never, I... you never agreed with the sorority. Like, never... Not agreed. Uh, never went along with had fun. I don't... Choose an adjective and you never... No, I didn't. This is, so that's half the film. So essentially the backbone of the film is not there. It's just the waggling limbs that I enjoy watching for well, Like, I agree. I mean, I have, part that, of the film. I have that awkward moment I, on my list as a comedy. I like, I like Zac Efron. I want to like him. I'll go out and see any movies that he's in because I think he's fun. But for yes, this movie, he's very fun. I just think that he's like, God oh, damn, he's gorgeous. Yeah. But no, I don't think oh. he's. I don't think he's that funny in this movie compared to the he first. He was look. funny. Yes, he was. He was, he was fine. I feel fine. like fine. I feel like you were overly disappointed with your movie experience, and you're taking it out on Zach. Right, Zach does not deserve this hate. I'm, no, no, no. Look. Zach's better than that. We, Zach, if you come release? on our show, I'll give you. We'll money. give you whatever you want. I'll Dude. give you. I'll give you two bucks. <laughs> yeah, see, and a nice crisp handshake. John, John, I hate to say, it, but like this movie is not as dumb of a comedy as some of the comedies that come out every year and still make tons of money. Like I respect Neighbors too for being as good as it is. Any Adam Sandler movie. Eddie, okay, Adam oh, Sandler. Eddie, let's Adam just put Sandler, him in his own the class. Cobbler, John. <laughs> Was it worth it, John? <laughs> Do you have anything else to add, Jonathan, besides your undying hatred of Neighbors 2? I, I, I honestly wanted a fun fun and funny movie, and most of the jokes were just repeats of the first one. I I don't know. I just I wanted them to say something smart. They did. It's a summer movie. They backed off of it really, really quick oh, yeah. within the they first did. 10 minutes of the movie. If, if I felt something out of this movie, and another complaint to have is they had like five different endings. They didn't know how to end the film. Uh, uh, did you guys feel that? Or am I just kind of really I mean, yeah. I, really I, I could see where you're coming from there. So we're going to go through formality, ratings. Nick, we'll start with you. Uh, the nice guys. No, no we're, no, doing, no, our, we're ratings, doing our... Ratings for <laughs> he bought, oh, Nick, I sorry. <laughs> see the I kept up. <laughs> see, I'm a fan... Of the first one, so I feel like I feel like you, if you were a fan, you already planned on seeing this. But if you had never heard of the first one, I would tell you not to go see this one. Uh, it would be it would be a mix between I rent it. It would be a mix between rent it and just skip it. Because I mean, honestly, I mean Seth Rogen and Zach Efron are worth renting it at least. But this movie was just a disappointment. I'm just gonna give it a rent it. You know, I think if you rent it from a Redbox, when it comes out, you won't be that disappointed by it, especially if you like the style of comedy so uh definitely i don't get to see it but definitely rent it hey where's jonathan at quick thing um nick mentioned everybody who saw neighbors one was going to go out to see neighbors two that still might possibly be true it's not doing that well and before a box office gross neighbors one made 49 million 
for opening weekend. Neighbors two made twenty one million. Yep. So that's a dramatic drop. So maybe Well the first one was fun, but it wasn't amazing. So it would make sense that there's a drop. That big of a drop, though, that, that, that even surprises me. I wasn't expecting that big of a drop. <laughs> this is going to let it burn for me. I don't think this film should have existed. It, Feel the burn. It was, the film would have had a message. I would have liked it a lot more, but the film I got was not the one I think anyone deserved. So my rating is a let it burn. I, I really hope you're happy with Zac Efron's corpse on top of a burning fire. This is what yeah, you chose. Can you live with that, John? On can your you conscience? That, that I mean, sizzling baby oil I mean, on that body. Seth Rogen has had <laughs> his time in the sun, but Zac Efron is just coming into his own. Can He's we burn Chloe Grace Moretz because I think she was... She's actually a good actress in this used movie. To be, used to be. In this I movie. Think. Well, I mean, she hasn't made too much He's recently. He's the wrong movies to do. <laughs> the Fifth Wave, I, the nah, concept yeah. of a bad movie. She, I, like, I can't think of anything she's done that's good since Kick-Ass. And that's the first one. I don't think there's... If I Stay was a decent... I forgot about that. If I Stay was pretty good. I didn't like it. Did you see it? I didn't like it. You did? Okay. I did. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, If I Stay was alright. She did actually a pretty good job in that. I completely forgot about it, to be honest. I was bored the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, we're gonna move on to our review of The Nice Guys. Yes. Here is the trailer for the new Shane Black movie, The Nice Guys. I'm terribly worried. It's just Fred's never been gone this long before. How long has he been missing? Since the funeral. Well, I can start right away. You're a private investigator? My profession is very complicated, okay? It's nuanced. That is a lot of, that's a lot of blood. You beat people up and charge money? Yeah. Sad, isn't it? How much would you charge to beat up my friend Janet? What? How much you got? 30 bucks. That's good. This conversation no is over. The mob is trying to spread its operation to Los Angeles. A mismatched pair of private eye investigators investigate the apparent suicide of a fading porn star in the 1970s Los Angeles. All right, guys, so this is the latest Shane Black movie. Shane Black, for those of you who don't know, wrote the first Lethal Weapon movie, wrote uh, Iron Man 3. He's written basically... Directed Iron Man 3. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang as well. Oh, I love Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, He also wrote Predator, and he's going back to Predator coming up yep. next year, two years from now, who knows when. Ooh. I personally loved I love my big strong word. I really like this movie. I love the acting, the music. I love any movie. The, the way they get me going on a movie is, let's say if it's a 1970s movie like this was, you put the 1970s logo at the beginning of the movie. Right there, tone set. You drop the mic, you're letting me know what kind of a movie I'm in. I'm all set for that ride. So, first five seconds, I'm on board. Tarantino also practices this. Yeah, I know, and I love uh, 90%. Tarantino does it. It's a good idea. Who did it first, though? I, I would have to look that up. Nick, 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 you should talk about your love, for, hopefully love for the movie while I look up this logo thing. It was a, it was a definite <laughs> love for me. Um, in my review that I wrote for it, I gave it a 9.5, actually. Ooh, you um, Yep, on the way home from the car. Um, the, the car ride home from the car? On the car, on the car ride home. <laughs> the car ride? Uh, it words. <laughs> from the car ride. From the car, the car ride. Um, the car. But I said that I would probably give it at least an eight, and then I said probably a nine. And then thinking about it even more and more, um, I honestly really couldn't find critiques about this movie. Um, there's so much good from the writing, the directing, the characters, the actors, the music, the plot, the humor, the music. 
the setting, the costumes, everything. Everything about this movie was absolutely fantastic. And it's sad that this movie was the lowest grossing this weekend behind Angry Birds and Neighbors 2. Not oh, nearly enough people saw ouch. this movie. Yeah, Neighbors 2 doubled what this movie made, which is Jeez. very sad. I mean, I haven't seen Angry Birds, but I, there's no reason no. I would want to. It's got some talent in it, though. So does Movie 43. Apparently it has some really, like, subdued sexual humor for a PG movie. That's well, I don't know how they I don't movies. know how they intended to make an app a full-length movie and actually make it good. They made it into like eight full-length video games for the Wii. Oh, they actually, did. they had some for the Xbox One too. That's not They're the still making a Monopoly movie. They're still making a Tetris movie. They made a Battleship movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, Battleship I actually kind of enjoy, even though Taylor it's super Kit. cheesy. Kit. Anyway, but okay, back to you gotta watch the cheesy ones. That's true. Okay, now continue. But yeah, the nice guys. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, for me, the best part was probably the chemistry between Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. I thought that they were absolutely fantastic. They had a chemistry that made it seem like they've been in multiple movies together um, when that's not the case. This is their first time being in the same movie together. But both of them um, had such depth to their character. They were likable. They were relatable. They were just fun to watch. And the way that they just bounchy, bounced, 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 they bounced lines off each other um, <laughs> was fantastic. They just had a great banter and developed a friendship throughout the movie. Uh, it was just very enjoyable to see. And you got to give um, Shane Black lots of credit for his superior writing in this movie. It's honestly some of the most refreshing writing I've seen and heard in a long time. So I honestly can't say enough good things about this movie. It was fantastic. I, I will have to, for the most part, agree with Nick on his take on the movie. Like my, I'll just get right off the bat. My, my only like minor takeaway that was like negative was that I don't think there was enough dramatic heft to the movie. Maybe most because it was so much fun that I didn't really feel the need to see it again right after and I didn't have a particular emotional a huge emotional connection to the movie but the movie at its core is just a whole lot of fun like the writing is just on point um, it's essentially like a old school detective story kind of you know remind me of like LA Confidential um, Chinatown in some ways but obviously much much funnier and uh, you know r like Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling are great as a duo in this one and we get that kind of not like the drive Ryan Gosling the kind of that that off kilter funny Ryan Gosling you get with like the big short and now I guess we can have the nice guys to that crazy list stupid as well love. he was this, he's, a, he's a bit more over the top in this movie than he is in crazy stupid love but yeah same same vein like he definitely has the comedy down and uh his I can't remember the name but uh, the actress who plays his daughter did a great job she and was this fantastic is, this was only her, her second well this was her third she was a voice in some animated movie I forget but then she movie. was a lead a lead actress in some low budget post-apocalyptic movie apocalyptic um, but she was fantastic. Yeah, she was a great oh. child child actress. She she was really good. And the, the one thing that I was really impressed by is the fact that they actually used her as a character. It wasn't just the crux of like, dad has a kid and the kid is like always in danger and he has to help her and just cliche daughter role like this. Yeah, she His was, daughter actually did she, things. Right. She was not some damsel in distress for the entire movie. Uh, she like helped along with the case just as much as Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. Uh, possibly even more. Right, but, uh, right. Now this movie's... This 
this movie is hilarious you need to see it it's incredibly funny um if you have a problem with nudity there is a fair amount of nudity in this movie but if you're not bothered by that which most people aren't you know you know go go see it it's a very funny movie great detective movie and great performances good soundtrack too did you guys figure out the mystery before it happened that's my only question were you smarter than the movie because th- th- that's always my problem with mysteries like this i i shouldn't say figured it out figured it out but once a certain character played by uh, kim basinger appears i think everything's on the table and you kind of know where the movie's going by that point see see john i'm pretty dumb so usually i don't see these things coming that's true he is are you yeah, a fan I of am. the michael bay turn your brain off at the movie oh no, no definitely not no i'm not that dumb but um no uh, honestly th- this movie mixed it up enough and it didn't give any incredibly obvious hints like pl- there are plenty of movies out there that will just like throw it in your face like even like captain america civil war like you know how that's gonna end because you're just like there's a part and there's a part and you put it together and you're like okay this is how it'll end but I with this know. movie you didn't know no it's, i'm dumber than you it's time to go back to college andy <laughs> or go to college but no like this movie was it was maybe it was just that it was bizarre enough that i didn't see the ending coming and i didn't know how it was going to play out because it's it's really not cliche or typical at all in terms of its story and it's i didn't see it coming at all i was having too much fun with the movie that i wasn't even like caring what was going to happen next i was just living in the moment of the you were, movie you were blinded by fun i was fun. i was i had a great time with this movie it was a blast i would burst out laughing multiple times throughout the movie it was it's so much fun you no. have to see it, people no well, how <laughs> not was... as good of a comedy as the martian <laughs> Uh, how was your audience during the movie? Because uh, uh, for curiosity, I was the only one overly laughing at my screening, and I was there with four other oh, people. So. It was just there was one other person in the theater <laughs> with us, and he left after half an hour and never came back. <laughs> so it we was don't know just, why. Oh, it's uh, not that. It, like, Nick, Tiffany, Lucas, and I. I was incredibly worried, actually, slightly going into the movie because of inherent vice. Which was another 1970s investigator. I, I still have to grapple with that one again. Like I, oh, I saw I saw that at a pack screening, which makes me even more upset that nobody was at the screen of uh, the nice guys. But I just that movie trying to I think tackling some of the same topics that this one is just does it very. I mean, maybe in a good way, but it's not entertaining like the nice guys is. Paul Paul Thomas Anderson with an with inherent vice. Like that movie is one I watched while semi distracted on DVD, and I need to go back to it because I know there's a lot there and it's definitely a prettier movie with more under the surface than the, than the nice guys but no it's not as entertaining but do you want to go back is it, that's my question to inherent like, vice I like yeah to inherent vice I want to go back to the nice guys I mean I'll go back to Paul Thomas Anderson just to find out what I missed whereas the nice guys I was entertained and I saw what I saw and there's not a whole lot more I feel like I can really pull out of it so I'd see the movie again just for the banter between the two guys I feel like that alone has a rewatch value right there and the humor I, I feel it's definitely rewatchable. I, I just love times. my Gosling. I cannot get enough for Gosling, Gosling is just no so what suave. He does. And he better not he mess up great. Blade Runner 2. He better do that well. When did that rolls did, did you see the movie he directed? I should have to ask. What movie? Uh, Lost River, I think. No. Lost River or the movie that he was uh, last acted in with uh, Nicholas Winding Raffin. Only God We're not going to talk about Only God for Kids. Yeah. <laughs> because it gonna. stains the amazing taste that drive left in my mouth so he he, he can do bad big short he, he's great in the big short he's so good so nick uh what would you rating be for the film oh you gotta see it 
Definitely. Tyler. And you need to go see it so you can have seen it like the rest of us. Nick you should told see me it. I couldn't leave my cave. That's no, true. I, 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 think, I think you'll I get did. like a longer leash now so you can maybe make it to the theater from your cave. <laughs> I agree. Uh, Andy and every other person out there needs to see this movie. I think Andy's dying right now. <laughs> I broke him. But <laughs> Like Bane broke Batman. Everybody needs to see this movie. <laughs> While Andy's la- uh, dying from laughing, we're going to play a... <laughs> It's funny. <laughs> it wasn't. I don't know why you're laughing. We're going to play a clip and we're going to be back with our top five buddy cop lobby. duels. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy The chocolate bars and the candy So let's all go to the lobby To get ourselves a treat Let's all go to the lobby To get ourselves a treat Guys, we are back with our top five buddy cop duos. Um, I don't really have any rules for this list. I don't have any big thing. I'm not a big buddy cop fan, cop fan movie thing, anything. Um, I'm going to start with my number five. My number five is uh, Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman from the movie Seven, directed by David Fincher. I forgot about that. Didn't even think of that one. How? Son of a bitch. <laughs> God dang! Um, Maybe you um, just blocked it out because it's such a depressing movie. You didn't want to think about it. <laughs> Seven. Well, well, I had. I was thinking of uh, like comedies, and so like a serious. Yeah, comedies aren't my thing. Myself. So um, this was actually one of the first ones that popped I've, into my I've head. I've let this show down. I'm uh, actually a bigger fan of uh, Morgan Freeman in the movie than Brad Pitt. Brad. F- it was early Brad Pitt. It was early Brad Pitt before but Fight was, Club. Uh, so yeah. he. Well, he was just at that phase where he's like he's not considered a serious actor. He's close, but he doesn't get there. To be honest, I only had a list of five movies, so I had very limited <laughs> numbers to pick from. But um, so seven, uh, Brad Pitt and uh, Morgan Freeman from Seven is on my list. Nick, your number five. My number five would be Bad Boys Two. I really like Martin Lawrence. He's a hilarious comedian, great actor as well. Has and he done anything lately? No, his early stuff was good. I feel yeah. like I haven't seen no, Martin Lawrence in years. Yeah, he's really good, but not uh, like I don't, Will Smith. He's waiting for the Big Mama's House sequel to come back. <laughs> just waiting for I'm the sorry, paycheck. Just... And then Will Smith is good. I mean, yeah, I love but, Will Smith. He's one of my favorite actors. Yeah, he, and but he wasn't on his game in that one. No, in the first in the first one, I I don't like Bad Boys one. I thought Bad Boys two was better, and I'm excited to see what they're gonna do for Bad Boys three. Um, I think they those two just have a interesting chemistry together. And I, I just think it's fun. I just think they make a good duo. Is their chemistry better than? Ryan Gosling. It is not nearly as good. Okay. If I could put the nice guys on this list, it would be on this list. All right. Uh, my number five, I chose Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker in Rush Hour from 1998. <laughs> I forgot that movie again. You forgot that? There's three I, of them. How I you know. Forget? How did I forget? But, uh, John, you know, uh, John, and, John and Tyler are the only other two that have gone, and you're upset because you forgot <laughs> two <already>. I forgot. <laughs> you, you forgot two out of the two. <laughs> Uh, okay. See, honestly, Rush Hour, I watched a lot when I was younger. So did I. And they're very funny movies. <laughs> and Jackie Chan is probably the best at action comedy. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, that's my number five. Is. My number five is the exact same as 
Tyler's. Boom, we're the same I'll claim person. it's from Rush Hour 2, though. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Jonathan. Quick thing, did either of you watch the TV show? Rush Hour TV show? I was not aware there was one. Well, it's, I, I, it's canceled. I heard it was not <laughs> awful, but it's dead now already, so uh, it's kind of like, why should we? All right, uh, uh, where are we at here? But number four, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law from the Sherlock Holmes movie. Oh, oh my God. He's not a cop. Son of a... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Neither Nobody in the nice guys is a cop either, so I bent the rules They're a little private bit. eyes. They're basically cops. Private yeah, so eyes. Sherlock Holmes. Uh, I actually uh, love the chemistry between uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law. I don't really care for the plot of the movie that much. I think it's too much. It doesn't justify some of the t- twists and turns the film takes, but I love the chemistry that those two have. They recently said that they're going to start filming the third one, so I'm incredibly... Who's directing that? I'm assuming Guy Ritchie's I, done, I'm assuming I thought. Guy Ritchie. I thought he dropped out after Game of Shadows. I don't like he Game should've. of Shadows. I, this is only for the first one. I, no. I mean, I still like those two in the second one, but I don't like that movie overall. Okay. Nick, you're number four. Oh, wait, quick question. Are you ready to see Sherlock's Nick's collide in the next four. Avengers movie, essentially? Avengers Sherlock's going to win. Because Benedict Cumberbatch is Doctor Strange and There's Robert Downey no Jr. is Iron Man. Can lose that. Like, they need to have some sort of in-joke they have to, to nerf, the Sherlock. They have to nerf him so hard. I think Tyler and Andy should host the superhero show and watch Andy up. You know, Andy and Tyler would just be there. <laughs> Tyler would just be there and troll me. <laughs> no. My number four, and I'm disappointed that it's my number four now after these three things. <laughs> you should be. Did you just I'm, dig the bottom of the barrel up for your list or something? <laughs> You're the one who suggested it. I did, and I'm sad. <laughs> the movie itself is not that good. It's Let's Be Cops. Oh, oh my God. Which is a bad movie. Bottom of the barrel. I loved it, though. However, I did. I loved it. it. I did. It's a bad movie, but I, it's kind of a guilty pleasure. I love that scene. I came in like a wrecking ball when the fat dude, naked. That's hilarious. Anyway, but Jake Johnson and Damon Wyans Jr., um, they have a great comedic chemistry because they've built it with the show New Girl, and I really do enjoy that show. I think that's a funny show, and those two have built that comedic chemistry together on the show, and it showed in the movie. They worked really well with one another, and even though they're not cops, they play cops. So, I mean, it works. We all cheated on our lists pretty hard. That's true. They ended that movie with an alternative rock song that did not fit the mood of the movie at all, and I was just so upset because like, I know that song, and this does not fit the movie That's in not the, the slightest. For Civil War, what'd you think of that song at, towards the end of the credits before... I wasn't uh, paying this, attention to that. It's a terrible think. song. I've seen no. three. Yeah. And to preview, the next three I am pretty solid. Just better be. Tyler, Continue. your number My four. My number four is also in the Fincher field like Jonathan's, but I chose Mark Ruffalo and Anthony Edwards from Zodiac. So, in Zodiac... <laughs> <laughs> Nick just that? quit. Nick are quit life. Upset? He's done. Out of the duo, David Toski is definitely the biggest part of it. He is in the movie pretty much throughout, whereas Anthony Edwards is his partner for a portion of the movie. And overall, they're only a small part of the movie that is Zodiac, but it's such an incredible dark thriller that I can't help but include them on the list because Animal Crackers and such. Those of you who've seen the movie. <laughs> My number four are Agents K and J from Men in Black. Wait, wait, did you forget that? <laughs> Nick, you <laughs> so hard. What do you have? I don't want to talk about it. on your list. Okay. <laughs> 
Shut up! <laughs> what did you have? You guys will see. How do you not have Shut up! Back? I don't know. Do you, do you want to go into my house and home look at my no. VHS collection? You'll probably <laughs> no. see most of these movies there. Right, Shut we're up. gonna move on. I don't think I have to explain when Men in Black is on my list. Hey, which Men in Black? Yes, all, oh, all I, I of think, them. I think that's a problem, but we'll get to that later. Oh. Once once that that new one comes out, we'll be ever having a they're not, they're not in the new one. No, there's like a Men in Black yeah, Twenty One Jump Street crossover. Yeah, they're not in it. What? They're yeah. not in it. Trust me. That's oh, not my heart. Is broken now. That's why I lost all interest in that movie. My number so three is uh, Jennifer Goodwin and Jason Bateman from Zootopia. Hey, carrots, you're gonna wake the baby. I gotta get to work. This is important, sir. I think your ten dollars worth of popsicles can wait. Ha! Huh. I make two hundred bucks a day, fluff. Three hundred and sixty-five days a year since I was twelve. And time is money. Hop along. Please just look at the picture. You sold Mr. Otterton that popsicle, right? Do you know him? I know everybody. And I also know that somewhere, there's a toy store missing and stuffed animals. So why don't you get back to your box? Anybody else from Zootopia? That was <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good pick, Jonathan. Um, I didn't even think of that, but that's a good I, that's there's a, good a lot pick. you haven't think about. <laughs> Nixon. I picked this topic, and I have the answers possible. Those of you who can't, because you can't see Nick's face, he's real, real salty. I am just distraught. You could have made a list out of the movies you forgot, and it would have probably been your new top five. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, uh, we did record that episode. We had audio problems, so I couldn't get that out, but... It was good, though. It was I was amazing. I, the chemistry <laughs> that those two have is fantastic. You feel... Oh, yeah, the movie. Uh, well, I was the, talking the, about our recording. You feel a, a giant um, growth between the two characters, and I love that movie. It's uh, still in my top five for the year. So, uh, Jennifer Goodwin and Jason Bateman from Zootopia. All right, number three is The Heat with Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy. Hey, that's not right. No, it's not. No, that officer that you're making fun of, the one that you're all laughing at, has more integrity, more commitment, more courage, and more guts than anybody in this room. Yeah, but less mental stability. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so um, just, just to be clear, what does mental instability look like? Keeping people safe, protecting the community, getting the job done. Is that what it looks like? Well, then great. If that's what mental instability looks like, sign me up for the crazy house. That officer right there is a better law enforcement officer than anybody in this room, myself included. She is better than you, she's better than you, and she's definitely better than you. What are you doing? Are you texting? Are you playing a game? What? What is it? Put it away. Put it away. God, you guys are just, what is, what is the matter with you? You're such... You're just such jerks. That's not a bad pick. They are very funny in that movie. No, it was good. I liked it. The Heat is a very well done comedy, and those never seen it. It didn't make my comedy list. It's a funny movie. It's you can't, you can't like deny it. that it's funny. Those, those two are great in the and movie. Yeah, so they are great. So I laughed. Okay, I'm solid with that answer. Solid with the Tyler, okay. Continue. Okay. Your my number uh, three. my number three is uh, Jonah Hill and Shane Tatum from Twenty One Jump Street. Yes. <laughs> the department was forced to drop the charges because you forgot to read him his Miranda rights. What possible reason is there for not doing the only thing you have to do when arresting someone? I did read him his right. I did a version of that. Do you even know the Miranda rights? Yes. Let's hear him then. <laughs> do we, I mean, you got a lot of stuff to do. You oh, go ahead. Got a lot of you going anywhere, Schmidt? You we got time. I had a thing, but I could probably push it back. Go ahead. It's four declamatory sentences followed by a question for a total of 57 words. Okay. Uh, it's, look, it obviously starts with you have the right to remain silent. I know you've heard this before. And, and then um, it, it, I think it sounds something like, uh, well, the thing, 
Yeah, you, oh, right. You have the right to remain an attorney. Did you say that you have the right to be an attorney? You do have the right to be an attorney if you want to. I could not ignore this movie. I really like if I was make the the comedy <laughs> list that, that I talked to Jonathan one. about of strict comedies, like Twenty One Jump Street would be up there because it's a hilarious movie. Mine wasn't in order; that was just a list. Oh, just a list. Okay. A list. Well, honestly, though, you know, Jonah Hill, Chan Tatum, both like we never really thought Chan Tatum would be good at comedy, but uh, he is. And part of the best, I knew. You knew from the start. No, not even a little. I lied. I'm sorry, everyone. Oh. One one big part about buddy comedy movies is having the buddy cops be very different personalities and styles and I think Jonah Hill and Chan Tatum have that in spades because one's like doughy and the other one's the most <laughs> chiseled man in Hollywood right now besides Zac Efron so my number three is Alonzo Harris and Jake Hoyt from Payday never seen it what wait what I don't know what movie you're, you're talking no idea about. I will show you the cover and you'll feel dumb because there's a huge meme about it doesn't mean I know oh training day I said payday I'm sorry <laughs> oh like, you're talking about the video game training like, day what? yeah I'm sorry Okay, I lose this week. Yeah, okay. wow. Jonathan, no, training you're number day. Yes. Two. I'm really, oh my God. Wait, that's Ethan Hawke and Denzel yeah, Washington? Yeah, it's their yeah. Name. That's a great movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never I seen the it. the characters' but names, but apparently I got, yeah, yeah. Another TV show that's coming to TV next season. Really? Yeah. Um, I'm just going to give up now because I f***ed it up. No, you're so. going to keep going, but you'll. Okay, uh, my number two has already been said. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith from Men in Black. Uh, once again, just the first one for me. I love the chemistry that those two have. I wish I would, could say I love the whole series, but I don't. But the first one's fantastic, so go watch the first Men in Black film. My number two is 21 and 22 Jump Streets. Um, we've one. already, I mean, I told you. What's the better one? I already said 22nd Jump Street a couple weeks ago, and you guys roasted me for it. I did not. That's true. Andy stuck up with me. Yeah, I'm not going to stick up yeah. with you. Always am on your side, Nick. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, so 21 and 22. Um, I just think that Jonah Hill and Shining Tatum have a great chemistry. I mean, it's already been said, but they're they work super well with one another. I mean, they act like they're brothers in real lives, which is good. All right, my my uh, second ones are also already been said. I picked Judy Hopps and Nick Wilde from Zootopia because it is a great cop duo pairing, and uh, I enjoyed Zootopia three. I'm gonna pass on now to Andy because he can barely talk. He's laughing too hard about something. <laughs> my my number uh, my number two is the same as Jonathan's number five. It's it's seven. So. Uh, yeah. How can it be number two if it's number seven? That's a good point. <laughs> Tyler just put me, uh, my head exploded. Yeah, mind blown. Done. Mind blown. Hey, Bob. Uh, my number one has already been said Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum from 21 Jump Street, and I'll even go with 22 Jump Street on that. Uh, not, for yes. film pur- not for film purposes, but for chemistry purposes. I think that their chemistry <laughs> in both films is fantastic. I'm so happy. <laughs> Nick, Nick's face was just like, he just lit up when Jonathan said 22 Jump Street, and then when Jonathan said not for movie, he just like died a little. Yeah. Chemistry is uh, fantastic. I, for their purposes, I'm excited for that. Whatever Men in Black crossover thing is, I don't think the movie would be good, but they'll be fun to watch. My number one is the other number guys, one. Will Ferrell and Mark. Really? Wahlberg. Yes, that was my honorable mention. But it is hilarious. One. They are great. I did not think about it, but that's a good pick. One of my one of my favorite comedic scenes is when they're talking about tigers and <laughs> being a tuna. Every time 
It is so great. It's, it is honestly I the best Will show. Ferrell movie to come out in quite a it while. Is. It is. And that's sad to say, but yeah. it's the truth. And I know that, okay, so thinking about this, when I had this list in mind, I was thinking only comedy is since this was, since The Nice Guys is a buddy cop comedy. So in my mind, I wasn't even thinking thrillers Seven. or dramas. Zodiac. <laughs> so I am sorry. I was only thinking comedy is I'm a failure. I let us down. It's okay. I will I, shut up. I, I, I messed up way worse. You guys are going to... I'm guessing you guys are all going to feel like huge idiots when I say my number one, because I don't think anyone picked it. My number one is Nick Frost and Simon Pegg I from Hot Fuzz. It. How did no one uh, else think of this movie? I, 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 it was an honorable mention. I regret it, was an honorable it mention. so much. It, it, is, it is a parody of but action cop I, movies. I, 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 even, I think of you it. for a fact you were going to have it, so I didn't yeah. put it on mine. Okay, that's understandable. But no, Simon Pegg I'd and Nick like Frost... To, I'd like to make an excuse, but I'm just stupid. So it's okay. I well, I'll get you your stupid card after the okay. show finishes. Uh, fair enough. I think. But no, you're not. You're not stupid, Nick. Nick. You're not. But uh, no, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, paired with Edgar Wright, have made some of the best comedies. I know they of have. the last deck, like of the last, well, probably ever. Honestly, you know, Edgar Wright and that pair have made some spectacular comedies that He's are so good, just so good in multiple regards. Like just comedy through filmmaking, like editing and that type is so evident in their work that you just can't ignore it. My number one is Hot Fuzz. My number one is uh, is kind of a cheat. Um, it's Clarice and Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs. Good morning. Dr. Lecter, my name is Clarice Starling. May I speak with you? You're one of Jack Crawford's, aren't you? I am, yes. May I see your credentials? Certainly. Closer, please. Closer. What? <laughs> no, it makes sense. It, it makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. It does. And they're amazing together. Hello, Clarice. The cannibal and the cop. <laughs> She's anyway. an FBI agent trainee, Tyler, not a cop. Well, well then it doesn't cannibal work. Cannibal and the, the cop sounds way better though. I did though. it anyway. <laughs> All right, but uh, uh, yeah. Does great. anyone have any honorable mentions? I do not. But I didn't. Hot Fuzz was mine, but Tyler said it. So the other guys in seven. I wish Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz would be my number hot, one. If hot Fuzz is spectacular. <laughs> I need to go watch it again soon. I know. I'm Shame just very disappointed with myself. Except for Andy. Andy saw it coming. He just yeah. didn't include it. I'm yeah. actually upset right now. I. I, I just <laughs> feeling now I, I get it you guys are gonna cry after the show I'm gonna cry I'm gonna and drive cry. home uh, I'm not alright next we'll week fine. we are gonna be next week we're gonna be taking a look at Alice Through the Looking Glass and X-Men Apocalypse our top five is gonna be top five apocalyptic <laughs> movies Oscar Isaac woo shut up John no, 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 I love Oscar Isaac so I, okay. I had okay. other issues with that movie I'm not upset I retract my shut up um, <laughs> if you have any comments questions leave them on the Facebook page I will also be linking to Nick's Average Man Review Perfect. So you'll be able to find him through the Facebook page. I'll put that up tonight. To Tyler, Tyler, do you have anything I can link on Facebook? Oh, link up to uh, Follower of Film. I will hopefully post something soon. I post yeah, well, then I'll definitely review. be pushing. Push, yes, push, push. Try, trying to write more writing yeah. stuff. Though. And I'll just keep posting. I'm a lazy piece of shit, so I have nothing. We'll link to Andy's Facebook page. I'll friend him. <laughs> you can spam <laughs> him, him with whatever you want. Spam me with whatever you want. I haven't been on Facebook in three, four months. You guys should poke him. <laughs> If you poke me, I will poke you back. 
right, guys. Anyway. Uh, I won't poke you back. Any quick last comments before we head out? Tiffany, Thanks. what did you think of the movies? They were good. <laughs> well said, Tiffany. Well, Thank you, you guys for listening. You couldn't hear she said they were good. Yes. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys. Enjoy Goodbye. your weekend film. Bye.